It's the fastest two minutes in politics. Brought to you by Samoda Imports. We start with a war crime in Crimea. What? The Ukrainians were flagged for targeting when they took out a commercial bridge connecting Russia to the Korea over the weekend. But after the play, it was the Russians who were penalized by the mainstream media when they retaliated with missiles of their own because apparently it really is always the second reaction that the officials see. Next, to Washington, D.C., were the commanders in chiefs, a.k.a. Joe Biden, has his press protection start to break down after he forgot the count on the first play of his speech last week. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. He continues to put the dem in dementia this fall. Speaking of fall and counting, we go back, 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 takes him away the original yacht rock legend christopher crossed the ocean columbus discovered a new world where the redskins whoops you can't even say the word anymore but they were cutting out hearts and taking scalps before chris crossed columbus made him want to jump jump to a new religion with a hell mary but wait take take Tick. After further review, they now want to overturn the ruling on his legacy and have him canceled. Because remember, nobody, and I mean nobody, circles the wagons like the loot he left. Joe and Mark, we send it back to you. What's up? What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Thinking Logically. I'm the Potfather, and I'm joined by Cruz Dad, Dr. Joseph Anthony Corsi. Joe, what's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. Another day, another uh, shit show in the news, I guess you could say. We'll, we'll get to that later. But, yeah, uh, and uh, well, I'm back from Italy. I was uh, looking, to, looking to meet up with Georgia Maloney over there, but uh, unfortunately that didn't happen. Uh, but it was nice to travel internationally again, first time. Uh, traveling internationally, well, I shouldn't say internationally, but over in New York, over in Italy since the pandemic. And it was good to see everyone just acting normal, Joe. Uh, hardly any masks, people just living their lives. The Italians are, are back to normal, I guess you could say. But yeah, it was, just, it was just nice to see everyone just living their life, you know? Good. It's good because we, we have, you know, you were there. You have firsthand experience. You saw it. So we know. If, if we know what the, the, the feeling is over there and how, did you ask or, or, or anyone about Maloney, what they thought thoughts like poll anyone while you were over there doing not really. I didn't want to cause too much controversy because it was a kind of a work trip, but you know um, I think that the Italians generally are on board, but uh, I, again, I don't know. Like I said, I talked to some family members over there and they seem to support her. Uh, but I've been watching some of the Italian news and she's all over the Italian news, you know, so that's what uh, they talk about the same things we do here. You know, it's no different politics and sports usually. So, but with that being said, um, 
it's also it was also Columbus Day Monday, so we want to segue into that and uh, Columbus Day, Italian, Heri- Italian American Heritage Month. Obviously, we are both full Italian, so uh, we like to honor honor our heritage, honor our culture, and that's something else. George, While we're still we allowed. About. While we're still allowed. <laughs> While we're still allowed. And we you know Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day. We actually saw President Biden issue a, uh, something positive for the Italian-American community honoring October as Italian-American Heritage Month. So uh, good on Biden, President Brandon, for doing that, giving our throwing our people a bone. Um, but Columbus Day, you know, uh, I don't know if you saw this in the news recently, but uh, I think it was the Supreme Court, I think, basically told the city of Pittsburgh that they could remove the Columbus statue, which has been like wrapped up and stashed away, they can remove that from Shenley Park uh, because apparently it's a speech type of thing in that. Um, so they're going to remove the Columbus statue that, um, you know, was so the center of all this controversy. So hurtful to people. So hurtful to people. This this jailer, this rapist, this pillager. Wait, real quick. Is the consensus left now that Christopher Columbus sailed on the ocean with, with on three ships, got there, docked the ships, got off, and immediately pulled his sword out and just started slicing people in half. That is what, as Philip A. Flood said in the fastest two minutes, the loony left believes. No one circles the wagon like the loony left, right? And <laughs> we know that Columbus was not some rape, raper, pillager. Why did he come here, Joe? What was I mean, doing? first of all, he wasn't even looking for America. He was looking for, for spices in, in the other India. Right. They, they, they didn't expect this giant landmass to be here. Well, a lot of our listeners probably don't know this, but Columbus was, and we're both history guys, Columbus was three days from having a mutiny on his, on his ship. Three days. He told his crew, if we don't find land in three days, we're turning around. Because they were baffled i mean where is this land where is this land mass where where what are we doing and literally and within three days now if you want to go bib- the biblical route here three days has a little bit of significance right three yes. days later they land on what was it the island of hispaniola or i think it was somewhere in the in the caribbean yes and he wasn't there to rape and pillage and enslave people they were already practicing slavery when he got there the people, the native people, they were already enslaving other people. That needs to be reinforced because I, I, peep, I feel like everyone forgets that. Like the Indians were just holly jolly over here, all getting along and exchanging the corn and maize. No, they were they were fighting each other just like European powers were, and they were conquering land and taking land and taking slaves and cutting out hearts. Jeez, they were, they were cutting out hearts. They were sacrificing people here. What he was doing was not only was he on an expedition, you know, uh, sailing on uh, under the. Uh, the country flag of Spain, he was also trying to spread Christianity. You know, they wanted to s- spread Christianity here in the Americas and, and wherever they actually ended up landing. It just so happened to be here uh, in the Caribbean. But, but, uh, you know, there is a direct link to Christopher Columbus in the United States of America today. There is. Without Columbus, we may not have the United States of America. There, there is a direct link between him and in our government and our country today. So, and we also have the Colombian exchange. If he was so, 
If he was so bad, why do we teach the Colombian exchange in schools, this exchange of goods between Europe and the Americas? I mean, think about all the, all of, all of the benefits that came out of that, you know, the, and things that we have today. So without Columbus, I'm not sure if we have the United States, Joe. You're right. And, and honestly, the United States, it's say whatever you want. I, I mean, I'm all for freedom of religion. It's a Christian nation. And it's just what the morals of Christianity are based on. Like, love your neighbor. Don't cheat on your wife. Don't murder someone. I mean, they're good morals. When, when people before, like you said, were sacrificing people to sun gods. I'm all for, I'm all for whatever you want to believe in. But I mean, uh, think on over here because, because of what happened in the end. In the end. Like I said, I mean, there's, there's figures that Columbus killed 100,000 Indians. How, how is that possible? Unless he literally got off the ships with machine guns and started shooting everyone on the island. There's, no, there's not enough time. Yeah. And, and people don't know this. It wasn't like he just made one trip. He kept on coming back. Right. Right. I think five times or something crazy more, maybe. I don't even know. <laughs> and if they happen to spread disease. Well, we know that's that's after COVID-19. But yeah. it, it's your fault. I'm sorry. You got to blame that they should have tried to slow the spread somehow or wore masks or, or something. It was unintentional. I mean, it was just unintentional. They didn't know they were going to kill, kill people because of disease, because of whatever they were bringing over here. Um, but um, I know you have something on, on Columbus Day here. Uh, you want to talk about it? Yeah. So, um, and this is coming from Spike Cohen on Twitter. And this, this dates back to the actual the history of Columbus Day in the United States. So in 1892, after a brutal lynching and mass murder of Italian-Americans in New Orleans, President Harrison declared a one-time national celebration of the Italian heritage, hoping to uh, placate Italian-Americans and repair relations with Italy. Now, 50 years later, during World War II, FDR labeled Italian-Americans enemy aliens and interned them. Same thing happened with the Japanese. You may know that. Um, to quell this outrage over their treatment, FDR reversed his decision and declared Columbus Day a national holiday. The purpose of making Columbus Day an official holiday was to virtual signal to marginalized population while continuing to marginalize them. Renaming it Indigenous People Day does the exact same thing. So that's that's coming from Spike Connors, but he has some other things you could you could read. It's it's a long thread, um, but well, it's good to see so many people celebrating Columbus Day. In the Italian American community, especially, I mean, we've seen parades in Pittsburgh, um, which is still a thing. Uh, New York City, other parts of the country. This is a you know, Columbus is nothing in it to Italians in Italy. I mean, he's not anything of significance, right? But um, he is a symbol of the Italian American community here in America. You know, for the reasons you just listed, right? So. Um, Italian-Americans, it's Italian-American Heritage Month. Italian-Americans make up the largest ethnic population in the country. Uh, I think we're 20 to 30 million strong right now. Uh, people can, that's one out of every like 10 people uh, can trace their uh, ancestry back to Italy. So that's the reason why we, we do this. It's not, you know, it's amazing. How did we get here, Joe? How did we get to this point where we allow these people, the loony left, to rewrite history to a point where we are canceling federal holidays now on a level like this. I mean, I, I just don't know how we allow these things to happen. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's, it, it is. It's a slippery slope. And it's a, if we allow this, what's going to get taken down next? Do you know how many people across the country, students and schools especially, 
are being brainwashed into thinking that Columbus was this evil, barbaric figure. I mean, got off the ship and just started just murdering everyone, everyone. Yep. And that's what's being, that's what's, that's what's out there. That's what our young people in this country are believing and learning, you know, and now we have to celebrate indigenous people's day because it's too offensive to celebrate Columbus day. You will not cancel Italian Americans. You just won't. You're not going to cancel Catholicism, (laughs) Christianity. It won't happen. They're trying their hardest right now to do all this, but we're not going to let that happen. And remembrance, we, we will fight harder than, than the, on the Sopranos when they try to tear down that statue. That's how hard I, I am willing to fight. So Yeah, Furio Genta uh, <laughs> will, will be out there somewhere. But uh, let's move on from that, and let's talk about uh, nuclear Armageddon. Uh, <laughs> we've heard some uh, saber-rattling in the last couple of days from Putin. Uh, President Brandon is threatening... Uh, you know, is saying there's going to be a nuclear holocaust and whatever. So, Joe, you have a plethora of content on this. By the way, before we get into this, I just want to thank all of our listeners. We're over, I think, 1,100, 1,200 downloads now. This is our 20th episode. We are in still in Canada, all across the United States. We picked up a couple uh, listeners in Norway. So if you're listening in Norway, we thank you. Uh, so we want to thank all of our listeners. Share this out with just one of your normie friends, as our, our, our boy Jack Vosobic says. Uh, continue to share this out with people, share this with people that, um, you know, are, are on the right side of history, if you will. And I feel like the tide's starting to turn a little bit, Joe, um, on our favorite. But uh, go ahead with nuclear Armageddon. Okay, so we're just going to play like a brief 20 to 30 second coverage just of, of CNN and just the fear mongering that went on there. Good morning to viewers here in the U.S. and around the world. I'm Brianna Keeler with John Berman, and we begin with President Biden's blunt assessment warning the world could face Armageddon if Vladimir Putin uses nuclear weapons as Russia faces setbacks in Ukraine. The president's chilling remarks now sharpening the stakes with the Russian leader. Biden telling a group of Democrats at a fundraiser last night, quote, we have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. I don't think there's any such thing as the ability to easily use a practical nuclear weapon and not end up with Armageddon. Okay, so are you afraid yet, listeners? Do they have you afraid? Um, let, let's, just, let's just crack this whole nuke nut in Ukraine and everything. So correct me if I'm wrong here, Mark. Was it not Zelensky that recently asked the West for a preemptive ta- tactical nuclear strike on either Crimea or, or Russia itself? I, I don't know if he asked for a nuclear strike, but I did read that he was asking for preemptive strikes so that okay. they wouldn't use a nuclear weapon. Okay. And also, did we ever figure out, because we covered this a few episodes ago, if you didn't, you can go back and listen. I can't remember which episode it was. Who was shelling the nuclear power plant with mortars and why? Was it Russia shelling their own nuclear power plant with their people inside? Or was it Ukraine using American weapons shelling the nuclear power plant? And like I said, Russia went to, I think it was the UN. I I, I played the the footage and they had evidence that it was U.S. weapons being fired by Ukraine mortars. And again, the U.S. and Ukraine had nothing to do but label it as a conspiracy theory. Okay, what else? Let's see. What else has Ukraine been caught lying about? Um, I'm not even going to remember the ghost of Kiev or that pregnancy center that ought to be a lie. Here's let, let's look at one article here. This is actually amazing. So the Ukrainian, let me see what they actually are. 
because it's an official Ukrainian government account. You're, you're not going to believe it. They accused um, a Russian mini Auschwitz torture chamber where they were ripping out Ukrainians' gold teeth. Actually, the gold teeth were later found out to be from a village dentist. You, you can't make this up. And this is, this is the tweet I'm talking about. This is from the Defense of Ukraine. It's an official government Twitter account. A torture chamber in, I can't even pronounce it, Pisky Radisky. Two photos, a gas mask that was put on the head of a victim, ring rag and buried alive, and a box of gold cr- dental crowns. This is a mini Auschwitz. How many more will be found in occupied Ukraine? And it has a bucket of gold teeth. <laughs> you, can't, you, you can't make this up. But again, it's coming from an official government account. I, I'm, I'm, do you I'm see the problem here? Now. Yeah. Unreal. Okay, let's take another article, um, because like we said, um, Ukrainian, we don't know who hit the bridge in the Crimea, connecting Crimea to Russia, but worse, it was Ukrainian people. Let's look at an article from, I believe this is the New York Times a few months ago, and the headline is, a bridge to Crimea is a vital Russian link and a potential Ukrainian target. I mean, have you ever seen newspapers telegraph their punches like this before? It's it's so painfully obvious. I mean, th- this is this is an attack on a bridge with civilians on it, and that's fine. But anything Russia does, do you, do you see how the reporting is completely flawed here? I'm not I'm not shilling for Russia. I, what Russia is doing is wrong. But why are we why are we backing Ukraine again and sending them billions of dollars? Whenever uh, we're, we're getting well, we're getting nothing but lies in return. <laughs> we're getting nothing but lies in return. And, and what else we're supporting here, Mark? We're, let me look my face real quick. Don't forget that Ukrainians were behind an assassination of a woman in Russia. I was Daria, thinking about what, what was her name? Daria Dugina. Uh, it's, it's in the article here. Um, she, she was killed. And, and we said that day, this is Ukraine. This is Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Probably with the help of the United States. We hope not, but probably. Now, some of the mainstream medias were blaming this on... At the time, Vladimir Putin. I, and I can read the headlines. This is actually, this is sickening. Daria Dugan's death provides a glimpse into Russia's vast dif- disinformation machine and the influential women f- fronting it. What the fuck? I'll go another one. Hold on, I'll give you another one. This is an opinion. Father of slain Russian commentator Daria, Daria Dugina has been fiercely critical of Putin. And then they insinuate that maybe Putin had her killed because of that in the article. Let's see what else. Um, Daria's assassination could spell trouble for Putin's allies in Russia, meaning he might kill more people. Let, let's 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 talk about this this assassination real quick. Now, this came out in the news that it was Ukraine that did this, right? This came yes. out. This was leaked out. Yes. So, um, who would who would who would kind of leak that out? I mean, if it wasn't the United States who made that, you know public knowledge who else would it be um i heard a take i'm not going to take credit for this take but i heard a take that the united states intentionally leaked that ukraine did this it's kind of like a slap on the wrist to say listen knock it off you can't do this inside of russia and expect to be able to get away with it i mean we could say putin crosses the line many lines with this war, right? Every single line possible he's crossed. 
Yet, Ukraine, they're going undercover into Russia and assassinating um, a, a Russian diplomat. Um, you know, so I think the United States kind of leaked this out and, and, and kind of threw Ukraine under the bus here with this as a way to say, knock it off. All right? Okay. Don't stop. I'm going to say this because people forget this as well. We're going to rewind back to Afghanistan. The United States has no business saying anything to Ukraine, anything to Russia. Don't forget that they used a drone strike and killed an entire family. And it was a family of an innocent interpreter trying to get to the Kabul airport. And nine people, I think it was killed, seven children were killed Correct. by the United States, whatever it was, the CIA or whoever, intelligence, some, some intelligence. It was a drone strike and it killed a family. So is that a war crime? No one was fired. No one took responsibility for that in our own um, military, government, whatever you want to call it. And again, these what's happening now in Ukraine and Russia we're getting involved in can escalate into a nuclear war. There, there, there's, there's no denying it. And these are the same people in our government now that circle the wagons and lock down the entire world under the mantra if it saves just one life. And now they want a nuclear war. Am I the only one that sees it this way? That what, what are we doing here? What, what is our money supporting here? What, what is the money to Ukraine and the weapons being sent to Ukraine? What is it supporting? I'll give you this. Is, you have to look up this, this article on Yahoo. They did not change the picture yet. They did not change the background. It's from October 11th. I can't. Um, she's a Belarusian leader. Um, oh, I can't this is a tough it. one. This is a tough one. <laughs> Tiska Noshka. She off, Sikhanuskaya. Okay, say it, Grando. I think it's, I'm going to say uh, Sikhanuskaya. Sikhanuskaya offers Zelensky to build alliance with democratic Belarus. Now, Grando, when you look in the background, why is there a Nazi swastika behind her? I'm looking at this right now. First time I've seen this. Uh, there is a legit swastika symbol uh, right, right in behind her. Why is there? And this isn't the first time we were told. Remember, this was fact checked months ago. There are no Nazis in Ukraine fighting for Ukraine. And then all these stuff of swastikas, the Azov Battalion, what they do, their tattoos, this. <clears throat> it's Yahoo needs to hire me to look through the photos before they post this. I mean, if you're going to put propaganda out, at least check the backgrounds of the pictures. This is crazy. You know, I've been so busy. I haven't actually looked at any of this stuff until we we're talking about it right now. And uh, yeah, there is, yeah, the legit swastika here right, right in the background. I mean, come guys, get the shit. We're sending money to people. Like, this is where the money's going. This is where the weapons are going. And you see what they're doing with the weapons. They're, they're hitting bridges. And then whenever, who knows if Russia's even even hitting civilian targets. We're being told this by possibly liars. Are the billions of dollars paying for propaganda to be sent back here to Americans' ears? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in Ukraine. Like I said, you, you were in Italy. You saw what was happening there. You, we don't have anyone in Ukraine. We, don't, we can't know what's going on. We can't know what's going on, but we have to assume that our media is lying to us about it. I think I think that would be a safe a safe bet just to assume that they're lying right off on the surface off the bat, um, but <laughs> it wouldn't shock me if, if Putin used a tactical nuke. Um, would you believe it though? If, if a tactical nuke goes off in Ukraine, are you going to? And everyone points the finger at Putin now after all this, after gold teeth in a bucket at a mini Auschwitz that was a freaking village dentist. They raided a village dentist house. It it, it would. I think the reason why, and here's why I think he, he would use it, is because I feel like 
what we're what we're hearing in the media in the news uh, is true. We'll just say that they're not lying. That it is true that Ukraine is making advancements. That they are pushing back. Um, that Putin, to save face, maybe he's maybe he's backed into a corner. Now I know we played the what if game several times in this on this podcast. We like to word game things, but what if he does feel embarrassed? What if he does feel like you know that they are losing the war? What if he wants to turn the tide somehow? Well, number one, he could use a tactical nuke. I feel like all right. Number two, we we saw them use a barrage of missiles on Ukraine over the weekend. They said like 70 something missiles were launched out of Russia. 30, I think 34, 35 were intercepted. Um, we saw that that bridge explosion uh, in the, from Crimea, Belling's Crimea into Russia was, was just blown apart. Um, that why would Russia do that? Um, you know, so I don't know. I think it's possible. Um, I hope it doesn't happen obviously, but you know, you never know. Like you said, though, um, we can't just automatically assume that Russia launched a tactical nuke if that does happen. Um, why? Because we're already seeing, like you said, the pol- our politicians are already setting the stage for this. They're laying the groundwork for this. So remember, New York City just had a PSA about sheltering. This is, this is a few months ago. We covered this, too, about sheltering when there was a nuclear attack and all kind of stuff. They've been putting this in your brains. We said this a few episodes ago. For for months, get ready. What about get the government? Ready. What about the US government buying 250 million dollars worth of nuclear um, medicine, you know, in case a nuclear war happens. 250 million dollars they just spent on pills. For, Honestly, if, for if, who? if a nuke those? goes off, I'm not even taking that medication. Uh, I'm sorry that you've completely ruined me with the COVID vaccine. I'm not even going to take that. I'll, I'll, I'm not even going to take it. <laughs> It might I'll watch some... my skin melt away before I do that. The medicine, the nuclear radiation pill that's actually will cause you to grow an, an extra limb or something like that. You'll definitely get COVID from it, guaranteed. It'll definitely yes, give you COVID. It's a COVID pill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just, I don't see how this ends now. Why is no one calling for peace? Why is no one calling for, I don't know. Here's, here's what we need. In- a laying down of arms. We need because when 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 the last administration, the last president talked to Zelensky, the leader of Ukraine, he had to he had to unredact his transcript with him on the phone call and give it to Congress. Let everyone see what he said. Biden called Zelensky to invade. If we could just get that transcript on what they said, we'd know a lot more. And if we could just know more about his son's dealings, Hunter's dealings in Ukraine and Russia, maybe this is blackmail money we're sending there. I don't know. I I don't know. I I just don't know. and I feel like people don't, aren't talking about this part. Like, just can we can we broker some sort of peace deal? I mean, why is it why is the United States like and we'll get into Tulsi Gabbard, I'm sure, you know, leaving the Democratic Party. And for reasons like she said, they're led by a bunch of warmongers. Why are we not trying to broker a peace deal? Instead, we're fighting a proxy war with Russia. I mean, has that ever occurred to anyone? I mean, we're so brainwashed by the media that this is all we're being fed. I have not heard anyone say, you know, why is the United States not trying to broker peace in, the, in, this, in this situation? You know, where, where's Mitt Romney at spiking the football? He must be gutless. Where's <laughs> Mitt Romney spiking the football saying, I told you, because I told you Russia was our number one geopolitical foe in 2012. Yeah. And how about we saw um, from, I think we mentioned this last episode, that there was a report that Elon Musk had a conversation with Vladimir Putin. But Elon Musk denied this. 
in that, and after he had the conversation with Putin, that is when he tweeted his proposed Ukraine-Russia peace deal. That. He did admit, though, that he spoke to him 18 months before, 18 months ago about space, which is even weirder. It makes everything more weird, if you ask me. That does make it weird. But, I mean, maybe he did. I mean, of course he's going to deny it, you know, that he, that he talked to Putin. Uh, maybe he did. Maybe he did. But uh, Elon Musk is the only person I've heard that's talking about peace in this deal. We just, we just can't keep doing this. I mean, the United well, States— the, the, la- the, the last president is Trump. Don't forget that. Yeah, he's calling for peace in Ukraine. So, well, there there was no there was no we, we weren't involved in any sort of global conflict like like we are now, you know. But nope. people don't want to talk about that. People just want to talk about war and warmongering, and, and, and instilling fear in the minds of the American people. Sad. Ah, uh, all right. So let's talk about um, speaking of money laundering and um, the blank check being given to Ukraine right now on behalf of the United States taxpayers. Uh, talk, uh, we have Hunter Biden about to be uh, indicted and talking about uh, more leaks. I wanted to uh, get into this uh, as you lead us well, in. Go ahead. Okay, let me just play the video because this is from yesterday. For some reason, they thought it was wise for Biden to sit down for an interview and talk about this, but lucky us, I'll just play it. Our reporting, CNN's reporting and the Washington Post reporting suggests the prosecutors think they could, they have enough to charge your son, Hunter, uh, for tax crimes and a false statement about a gun purchase. Um, personally and politically, um, how do you react to that? Well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm proud of my son. This was a kid who got, uh, not a kid, he's a grown man. He got uh, hooked on, uh, like many families have had happen, hooked on drugs. Uh, he's overcome that. He's established a new life. He is, um, uh, I'm confident that he is, what he says and does are consistent with what happens. Um, and uh, for example, he wrote a book about his problems and was straightforward. Oh, he, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to continue to play, but he wrote a book about it. He's fine. He wrote a book. Who cares about the tax and got, he wrote a book about it. I'm proud of him. He came along and said, by the way, this thing about a gun, I didn't know anything about it, but turns out that when he made my application to purchase a, a gun, what happened was he stayed, I guess you had to get asked, I don't guess, you get asked the question, are you on drugs, you use drugs? He said no. And he wrote about saying no in right. his book. So Oh, he wrote about saying no in the book, so he wasn't on drugs. Oh, my God. I, 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 I have great confidence in myself. I love him. And uh, he's on a straight and narrow, and he has been for a couple of years now. And I just felt proud of him. Uh, I, I don't even know. I had so many things I wanted to say, and I just forgot them after I after I heard that again. Um, yeah. I mean, of course he's going to stick up for his son, you know. But will he be indicted? Will he be indicted, Joe? Okay, so do you see what they're doing? They're they're setting up the stage where he probably is going to be indicted, but over what? Over over. A simple tax law, tax evasion law, or in in, a, in a, the gun crime law, whatever the the lying on the the, the paper. <clears throat> what so, are they ignoring? They're ignoring what we just talked about: the crime, the, the the money laundering in Ukraine, the money laundering elsewhere, the, the FBI covering up for him. What what happened with that that hooker in the the rent a car and the gun that was found there? There's so many other issues, and they're going to go after him on that. It's all Russian disinformation. 
that that is true. You're right. This is all Russian. The Russian is info. It's all fake. But um, I will. Here's a take that from Dan Bongino that he had. That he believes that there is somebody within the FBI on our team on our side that leaked this to the media that Hunter Biden was about to be indicted by the Delaware Attorney General. Why would they leak that? Why would they leak that? According to Dan Bongino, he believes that, again, this coming from somebody on, on, on our team, on our side, from the FBI, to box in the Delaware Attorney General in the Biden administration, put them in a box. So you're either going to indict Hunter Biden, maybe give him a plea deal, maybe indict him on some, something lesser, or just drop all the charges and make it look like nothing happened. And then, and then what? And then you're going to say, oh, well, you know, they just dropped these charges when he's clearly guilty of not only a couple crimes, probably several crimes. So now you're going to drop it because he's the president's son. So I think that they're putting him in a box with this. And what do you think? Um, okay, I'm not going to play the the Morning Joe uh, clip or a couple other clips from CNN and MSC. They're basically all with the same talking points that who cares? Hunter Biden never had a government job. He's a painter now, all this stuff. But I, I, I'm calling bullshit on that. How many times has he flown an Air Force One or been to the White House the last two years? What, what about the voicemail Joe left on his, his phone? Remember that one? I think you're in the clear, kid. Or the 10% for the big guy, which is in Hunter's phone, the laptops, everything. Tony Bobolinsky said it, but couldn't believe him. He was, he, was a, he was a Russian plant. I forgot about him, too, honestly. And he was just – I just watched him on Tucker last week. It's just so much stuff. You, you memory you – it's too much to remember all of it. It, it. There's too many crimes. There's too many issues. And they're going after him on the gun crime and tax evasion. You're right. And, and he's going to get nothing for that. Honestly, let's, let's be honest. He's not going to get anything. And that, that doesn't lead to his father at all. That, that, that protects Joe. The left is so blind to all of this that they refuse to see, to, to open their eyes to this, to see how the elite treat their own. Hunter Biden's not going to go to jail. He's not going to. He's not going to suffer for the crimes he's he's committed. This is what the elite does, you know. And the left will just sweep this under the rug and not give this any thought at all. But Hunter Biden's getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for finger painting, okay? Right. And it's it's probably a money laundering scheme too. We we still can't know who is buying those these these outrageous pieces of his. Yep. But again, this is what. This is what the rules don't apply to the elite, to the, you know, the top 1%, we'll say. The rules don't apply to them. If there's anybody else, you'd be going to jail probably or suffering some sort of other severe punishment for the same crime Hunter Biden has committed. Anyways, uh, let's move on from that and go on to our cognitively impaired commander in chief. Okay, this is, I mean, this is from literally, he walked out, and the first thing he said, he just fumbled it, fumbled it. I'll just play the clip. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. There, there's, honestly, 
just Google Biden gaffes. Like there's some good ones from before he was president, before he was a vice president, where he's telling people in wheelchairs to stand up and and take take a take innovation. And uh, there there's some good ones. But every every time he goes out in front of a microphone, we have a video for you guys. It's and and you talked about like the left being dumb. Here's here's a good one. So what's her name? Lauren Boebert. She sent out a tweet mocking Biden. And numerous pundits on the left proceeded to, to call her out for this. What was the actual what was the actual tweet? Her tweet was two words. Let's go, Brandon. And, <laughs> okay, David Hogg, three words. <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, John Cooper, he's a he's an elected official. Lauren Bobert just completely humiliated herself tweeting two words. Let's go, Brandon. That's three words. She's such a freaking moron. George Takai, who's uh what the hell would he play in Star David Trek? David Hawk, three words. You're an idiot. And then George Kata- George Takai, she can't count. Like, are they this dense? Hold on. There's, there's, well, this, this is a good one. From what Rick Wilson, he's a big Lincoln Project guy. <laughs> count slowly this time. Use your fingers if you need. There is a remedy, remedial help if you, after school if you need it. Where were they when Biden said this? <laughs> they are... The left, you can summarize them by, and I'll give credit to Dan Bongino. They are stupid, smart people. <laughs> this is unbelievable, this graphic of all these blue check marks accidentally mocking by. There's so many them. more. I, I, I must put them in a mental pretzel. <sighs> unbelievable. <laughs> and they're completely silent when Biden makes a gaffe or shakes, turns around and shakes yeah. hands with the ghost. <laughs> or Jackie, where are you? Jackie! She's dead, Joe. Unbelievable. She's been dead. You sent out a whole a whole presser and everything for her. They played a, a video for her, Joe. Oh, wait. Do you see this one? I, I just added this. Apparently, I missed this. This is last week. Biden put his pants on backwards. Look at the... No. Uh, you can just Google it. You'll find a picture of it. Well, Biden has his pants on backwards. The, the belt loop, the belt loop's right in the middle. Oh my god! It's, the belt loop's right in the middle, and the pockets are backwards. Um. <laughs> and he's walking How do you around. Do that? I don't know, How but do you dude, do he's walking around like an idiot. I thought Jill dressed him. Uh, apparently not. Not where's, maybe. Where's I... Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> where's Jackie? He's walking around. With his pants on backwards. Leader of the free world. Calling out a dead girl. Unbelievable. Shaking hands with ghosts. It, it, it would be funny if he wasn't talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis being, being alive again. It would be. You know, because... Uh, I don't know, man. Speak, do you want to move on to another... To, to, the, to the next window liquor here yeah we might as well just before we get into him the more i see the way he dresses the more it just disgusts me like i don't think this is cool there are people out there the left thinks this is cool that he wear, wears hoodies that he wears hoodies and that he wears shorts and all this stuff the left in the winter time like a heroin act yeah the left thinks that's that's rad and you know, the more I see it, the more I just think it's a slap in the face and it's an embarrassment to everyone else. I mean, I know we're, we, we are edging more toward an athleisure culture when it comes to dress and we dress 
casually a lot. You know, if you go to Italy, Joe, by the way, no one's rocking leggings and joggers and hoodies. And I mean, people dress nice over there, right? They dress like they're going out for the day. And then you come over here and you see the way Americans dress. And I guess what the way Fetterman dresses is more of a microcosm of our culture here. But when you are running for Senate, you are going to be a, possibly a senator of the United States, and you are rocking cargo shorts and hoodies everywhere you go. What kind of message does that send? It's not, I'm a, I'm a man of the people. I'm a common man. But go ahead. I know you have a lot on this. Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is from Mark Levy on Twitter. Um, keep in mind, he, John Fetterman, in case you're, you're just waking up from a coma or something and, and, and following the, the midterms now, he had a stroke a few months ago and he can't, can't really speak. But apparently his work days before the stroke were light, to say the least. So this is from Mark Levy on Twitter. And he said, a review found Fetterman's schedules were blank during roughly one third of work days before May 2020, when he suffered a stroke. On days where he was active, a typical work day for Fetterman lasted between four and five hours, the records show. Okay, um, that, that sounds great. So let's move on to an interview he decided to do with NBC. And we're going to play some highlights of this. It's it's. It's honestly amazing. The, the excuses they make for him and everything. That's because you're not going to believe it. So here we go. Uh, we had a monitor set up so that he could read my questions because he still has lingering auditory processing issues as a result of the stroke, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing. Now, once he reads the question, he's able to understand. You'll hear he also still has some uh, problems, some challenges with speech. And I'll say, Katie, that just in some of the small talk prior to uh, the interview before the closed captioning was up and running, it did seem that uh, he had a hard time understanding our, our conversations. Uh, had a hard time understanding our conversation with softball questions. Now, please, media, keep covering for him. Please, please. Listen, you must not have to understand anything to be a senator. This would disqualify you from working a job at a McDonald's drive-thru. You can't understand what someone's saying, let alone senator. But sure, let's elect him for the, that job. Let's give him the senator job, please. Let's play more. Hold on. Let's play more. Okay. Again. Just because you're not watching the video, he has the biggest screen you'll ever see in front of him with with words on it. His campaign required that he be allowed to use a transcription program on his computer during our interview. I always thought it was pretty empathetic. Uh, uh, empathetic. Now he looks at the screen. Is nobody saying he's lost? Uh, I think I was very, excuse me, empathetic. Uh, and, you know, that's an example of the stroke, empathetic. I, I always thought I was very empathetic uh, before having a stroke. But now after having that stroke, I really understand, you know, much more kind of the challenges that Americans. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll finish that for you. So after the stroke, after being half retarded and not being able to express himself, now he somehow is able to understand Americans more. He, he's you, you watch the video. He's slowly, he's slowly turning into Steven with that computer screen in front of him. He is. I, I, I just can't believe this guy might be the next senator. 
And they, and you're right. They make excuses for him. Is he still debating Oz, by the way? I, I, I unless he gets a doc. Speaking of doc's excuse, because he might get it. He, he's gonna, he's gonna back out. Listen to what he said when asked about. Um, uh, says, about what well, says it's on here, Joe. It says. This is from the Post-Gazette 18 hours ago. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, John Son, John Fetterman, and, and Mehmet Oz will debate October 25th in Harrisburg. You know, he has nothing to gain by debating Oz. So I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if he backed out. It's, I don't know. He can't use a medical excuse as the reason he backs out, though. So he, I don't know what he's going to eat. But listen, listen to this when, when he's actually asked about his doctor. Well, I, I feel like Wait, they have been very transparent well, I, I feel like we have been very transparent in a lot of different ways when our doctor has already given a letter saying that I'm able to serve and to, to be uh, running. I mean, respectfully, that letter from your physician, that was six months ago. Don't voters deserve to know your status now? Being on in front of thousands and thousands of, of people and having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, that gives everybody and the voters decide. You know, if they think that it's it's really the okay, not in front of thousands of people, that gives everybody and the voters decide. That's not a that's not a that's not a normal response. I don't think. <laughs> so we got a letter from his doctor that says that he is uh, he's he's eligible to be a senator. Who's the doctor? The same one as Tua Tagaloka. Who's the doctor? I mean, what are they? What are they checking just to, for a policy, and that's it? Crazy, what crazy. And this is going to continue. We still have, we still have almost four, three and a half weeks of this. We get to watch. Yeah, we are coming down. We are coming down to the wire. I mean, we have nineteen election days in in now under four weeks. Four weeks yeah. from, uh, well, four weeks from, yeah, yesterday. So we're coming down to the wire here, and. Uh, we're going to get into some of the polling and, and new polling and things like that. But um, before we do that, I just I sent this to you yesterday. Before I forget, I did want to mention this. You know, when you log into Instagram, you were given a prompt to request a mail-in ballot. I mean, can it be any more out in the open? They don't want you voting on Election Day. They want you sending in a mail-in ballot. Why? Why? Because they need to know how many people are voting for who so they can cheat on election day and have the numbers. They don't have to pause the count until four in the morning and have it paused in so many different states at the same time and raise suspicion. Ding, ding, ding. There's your answer. If if, if people can't, are so blind to see this, if you think that you're just, they're making voting more accessible to you, that's false. That's false. All right. Why on earth? Would they be encouraging you to vote by mail? Doesn't make any sense at all. Go to the polls on election day and cast your ballot like everybody else. You, there's, you don't need to send in a ballot. It's just, it's just so out in the open now. Like they don't even care. But I did want to mention that before, before, and I'm sure if you logged in Instagram in the last couple of days, you're also going to see that as well, that you're being prompted to get a mail-in ballot. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Please go to the polls on election day and vote. That's all I have on that. Um, so we're going to go to yeah, next. Are we done with Fetterman? Yeah, we're done with Fetterman. Yeah, Let's okay. move on. We're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to talk about the midterms. Okay. We're talking about midterms real quick. And 
they are going to debate Fetterman and Oz on October 25th. All right. And it says here from the Philadelphia Inquirer, how many people will have voted by then? Um, probably a lot, you know, yeah. and I'm sure it's not going to be Republicans that are voting by October 25th. It's going to be the far left, the loony left. And so who's going to, who, who is this debate going to influence or impact, right? Uh, undecided voters, probably that, that middle, what, 10%, 20% maybe? They yes. aren't sure which way they're going to go. Um, and maybe people on the right, maybe Republicans who aren't sold on Oz, you know, that that is going to help, uh, help Oz. I don't think Fetterman has anything to gain. Um, we do not have any new polling, updated polling on this race. But the last poll that I did see, it wasn't from Trafalgar, it was from somebody else, had this race neck and neck. I mean, extremely, extremely tight. Um, you know, within like two percentage points. So Oz has made a, an incredible comeback uh, in this race. And, you know, we're going to see what happens. All right. But let's talk about uh, some other races here in the midterms. Georgia governor. This is, a, this is as of yesterday, this poll came out. Finally, we get some good news, Joe. Like I told you at the beginning of the episode, I think the tide is starting to turn a little bit as we get closer to election day. Brian Kemp leads Stacey Abrams by a whopping nine percentage points in Georgia. Nine. With only 2.2% undecided. So that's great news for uh, the people of Georgia. Right? Obviously, we don't, we're not crazy about Brian Kemp, but it's better than the person who's trying to define what a fetal heartbeat is. Stacey Abrams, an election denier herself. Um, <clears throat> the Senate race in Georgia, which is equally as massive as Oz Fetterman, as of yesterday, uh, the incumbent Democrat Raphael Warnock leading Herschel Walker 46.3% to 44.8%, so 1.5%. This race could go either way. Why? There were 5.3% of the people of the population that are undecided in Georgia. So I think this is going to be so close. Again, are we going to find out who wins on the night of the, night of the election, Joe, in either of these two races in Georgia? Can't remember if Georgia has pre-canvassing or not. Um, it doesn't matter. You're not going to know. You're not going to know. You're not going to know. Um, I sent you something from JFK Airport. By the way, JFK Airport. Hard to believe that that is New York City's flagship airport. Terminal 1, the international terminal, looks like something out of a third world country. Terminal 2, where I picked up my connection, just, just inside of there. Hard to believe that that is New York's flagship. Um, but uh, I sent you something from the New York Post uh, was two nights ago about Lee Zeldin. Kathy Hochul leads Lee Zeldin. Kathy Hochul, the Democrat, 44.5% to 42.6%. So, again, about less than 2% with 10%, 10% undecided, Joe, in that race. So, Lee Zeldin um, definitely can win that race to become the next governor of New York. Well, what, what needs to happen, real quick, Mark, you, you see there was just the someone got shot outside of his house or whatever. It was a shooting and there was he almost got stabbed. He needs to actually get shot or stabbed to, to get to get over the polls enough, apparently, in New York. It's just it's yeah. not enough for him to be attacked numerous times. 
and all the crime going on there. He has to actually get stabbed or get shot to push him over the line, apparently, with New Yorkers. I have a feeling that New York is very heavily Republican outside of New York City. It, it is, especially upstate. I guarantee you it is. That's just my feeling. Um, it's just not enough. It's not enough people. New York City has how eight million people plus how many legal votes do you think come out of New York City? Right. I was talking to 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 a teacher that was on on the on this tour with me as well. That he's from the suburb, suburbs of Chicago. So we were talking about, and he was he's on he's on our team, and he's like, you know, they're they're. <laughs> The entire state of Illinois, he was telling me, outside of Chicago, is pretty much Republican. Except that Chicago just dominates the whole state, you know, in terms of their population. So uh, that's what he was basically saying about the state of Illinois. Your boy Pritzker over there, he's, he's the one. Oh, we, were talking about, we were talking about Pritzker and, and Mayor Beetlejuice and uh, all that stuff. So uh, what other polling do we have here from Trafalgar Group that is actually uh, new? We think that... Um, I just read something that there is a potential for a for a sweep of these Senate races, Joe. Oz, Herschel Walker, and Blake Masters in Arizona. There is a legit potential uh, for this to happen. Um, we just need all the pieces to come together. Um, so that's all the fresh polling we have here from Trafalgar. We'll keep an eye on, on the polling as we move forward here. We have, again, we're about less, a little bit less than four weeks away from election day. And again, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to let you know right now what's going to happen. And we've said this before election day, the polls are going to close here on the East coast at eight o'clock. It's going to be 10 30, 11 o'clock. We're going to have some results in, but they won't be, when I say results, we're not going to have the final results. You know, you're going to see 80%, 85% counted. Right. And we're not going to know who wins until either Three in the morning, when something happens mysteriously, and you don't call us conspiracy theorists because this has happened before, or it's going to be days, if not weeks, until we know who wins some of these races where there's no pre-canvassing in these states of Pennsylvania. Let me just let me just touch on what you said about election fraud. So we were told that you know 2020 was was a perfect election. There was no fraud, and there's never been fraud except for 2016 when Russia interfered by spending a few million dollars on Facebook or something. Anyway. This is from the New York Times. This is last week, and it's an article. And I'll just read you the headline. How a tiny elections company became a conspiracy theory target. And the whole entire article is outlined about how election deniers attacked this Michigan firm, um, and they had unfounded voter fraud claims, and they're being exposed to various threats. Well... And I'm not making this up. A day later, 24 hours later, let me go back and write the article that the sophomore, um, the election sophomore executive was arrested on suspicion of theft. And that the executive, Eugene Yu, you could look this up. Eugene Yu is his name, YU, and his firm, uh, Connick, have been a focus of attention among election deniers. They still throw that in the article, though, even after he was arrested. And what's he arrested for? I believe it's on a private server and it's going to China. China has access to the voter rolls. So what's going on here? Do we, I'm once again asking, once again, do we have election integrity or not? Mark, 24 hours and it was debunked. I'm looking at, I'm looking at at your, your tweet here. It says, also, could adults stop using the Democrat propaganda term election denial to describe people with legitimate challenges to election administration? I mean, 
I, 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 you sent me this. I haven't read it yet, but um, I, I am going to read this when we get off here. But you this know, is, you, this is from Molly Zemingway on hit on Twitter, yeah. October third. Lengthy feature dis- debunking a conspiracy theory about security of a poll worker data. October fourth, arrest on just that charge. The guy was arrested on exactly what the article said wasn't happening the, company, the next day. The company denied keeping data outside the United States, including in recent statements. Yet, so why, why would he deny keeping data outside the United States when, why? What's the big deal? Because it's been a conspiracy theory. He had the cover of the media helping him out too. Why would exactly. you admit to a crime? <laughs> exactly. They found data stored on servers in China. And you wonder why people say and think the things that people say and, and, and think do about these elections. Sickening. Speaking of sickening, and um, I, I can't believe there's this hasn't got more attention. Be, this is a leaked audio. The Los Angeles City Council President, uh, Nuri Martinez, um, when talking about um, the Los Angeles District Attorney, George Gascon, he was the one that was trying to be recalled. Gascon was. And I'm not going to play the video. I'll just read the quote from the elite audio when talking. Fuck that guy. He's with the blacks. Again, fuck that guy. He's with the blacks. So, if you can't hear it again, fuck that guy. He's with the blacks. So, um, I, I, I got to bring in our girl, Kareen Jean-Pierre, real quick, Grando, because she was asked about this yesterday. Let's see, let's see who she blended on. Again, this is a Democrat. We were told Democrats aren't racist. Democrats don't do stuff like this. It's called a hot mic. One resigned. The other one hasn't resigned yet. But let's see when asked about it, what she said. Uh, a colleague's black son. Thanks, Kareen. Uh, the president has condemned racism many times since taking office. Uh, I wonder if he's followed the situation on the Los Angeles City Council with Nuri Martinez and the leaked recording of her using racist remarks to describe uh, a colleague's black son. Uh, she said today she's taking a leave of absence, uh, but there are others, uh, Senator Padilla, Mayor Garcetti, who have called for her to resign. Has the president followed this? Does he have a reaction to yes, what's going on? Yes, follow this. Uh, spoke to him about it uh, yesterday. Uh, look, the president is glad to see that one of the participants in that conversation has resigned. Uh, but they all should. He believes that they all should resign. The language that was used and tolerated during that conversation was unacceptable, and it was appalling. Uh, They should all step down. And here's the difference between... Now, she could have just stopped it right there, and it would have been a really good answer, and we would have both applauded, but watch how she just takes advantage and just uses it to attack people like us, who didn't say anything at all. Queen... Republicans, when a Democrat says something racist or anti-Semitic, we would we we hold them. We hold Democrats accountable. Like when Joe Biden said, if you don't if you vote for Trump and not me, you ain't black. We'll get into that later. When a MAGA Republican says something uh, racist and or anti-Semitic, they are embraced by cheering crowds and become celebrated and sought after endorsements. Senator Tuberville, let's not forget this just happened. Uh, saying black people uh, commit crimes, attacking his opponent in Pennsylvania governor's race for sending his children to a Jewish day school. The president used to say, and, and I quote the president right now, quote, hate never goes away. It only hides. But lately 
it's just one in the it's one in the open at these extreme MAGA rallies. It's just out. Oh, pardon me. It's just out in the open at these extreme MAGA rallies. End quote. F that guy. He's with the blacks. Turned out somehow she turned it to it. This is happening at MAGA rallies. Right. Right. That's what you just heard. I, I, I don't even know. I, I, I wanted to spend more, more time on this. I think we're, we're getting, we should probably move on. But th- th- again, imagine if the roles were reversed and it was caught on a hot mic. Anyone saying that, they, the, resigning would be the best thing they could do. <sighs> anyway, I want to move on. Crazy. To, I want to move on to uh, fake news being on a rampage with their scare tactics when it comes to Hurricane Ia and climate change. And this is going to, we're going to move to Florida. I hope she did not delete I hope she didn't delete the tweet. Please don't delete it. Okay. So this is from Leslie Abravanel. And she's like a, she has 80 some thousand followers. She got a blue check mark. She's a reporter somewhere. And this is her tweet. Sanibel Pine Island source. It's really bad down there. The missing person count, the missing person count is up to four, around 4,000, but there's roadblocks to accurately reconciling that number. There's a significant number of suicides from the storm. Folks didn't evacuate, got flooded out, knew they were about to drown, but chose to end their life instead. They wanted someone on the phone with them in their final moments. So a staff of 16 clerical workers took about 5,300 calls and only missed about 50 or so. DeSantis is trying to block the media from covering this disaster. Mark, there's 4,000 people missing in Florida still. That's the, that's the majority of the residents on Pine Island in, in Sanibel Island. That, that'd be like 80% of the population's missing and committed suicide for fear of drowning. Where is this in the news? Are they just 4, trying to make DeSantis... people missing. Are they just trying to make DeSantis look bad because it isn't working? That is, that is a heavy, heavy fake news thing. Yeah, heavy. Heavy. Oh my God! And you, you do Leslie Abravanel. I mean, I sixty nine point three thousand followers, blue check mark. And how does that not get flagged for misinformation? You tell me, man. <laughs> I don't know. The words out of my mouth. You tell me. You tell so, me. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, we actually have to wrap up here, Joe. Uh, and- yeah, let's let's get it moving. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna skip. Let's just get to this this close segment, and then I have a video at the very end with Trump. This is almost too much to go over um, since the last time we spoke. So we'll just pick the last couple of days. Yeah, we we, um, we need to wrap up here. Um, so let's talk about um, where do we want to start here. I'm trying to find a date here that we should that we could pick. All right, we'll pick October 10th. It's only two days ago. A lot, a lot happened in two days. Uh, power outage on Danish island of Bornholm near Nord Stream pipeline due to submarine cable damage. Hmm. Power outage in several Ukrainian cities after a wave of intense missile strikes on the energy infrastructure. Uh, Belarus and Russia agree to joint regional troop deployment, according to state news Belta, citing Lukashenko. Lukashenko claims Ukraine, NATO, and some European countries in considering of aggression against Belarus. 
Uh, the German consulate in Kiev hit by Russian strike. Putin threatens Kiev with even tougher response in case of further Ukrainian terrorist acts against Russia. Russia defense ministry claims missile strikes on Ukraine achieved their objectives and all designated targets were hit. Uh, the head of EU diplomacy, Joseph Burrell, promised additional military assistance to Ukraine from the European Union and condemned rocket attacks on Kiev. Uh, Russia's Medvedev, de uh, deputy chairman of Ru the Russian Security Council, says Ukraine strikes only first episode of response and there will be more. Oh, God, that's great. Yep. ARK Invest CEO, our girl, Kathy Wood, Joe, urges Federal Reserve to reverse course as NASDAQ craters. Uh, Scotland will hold a second independence referendum on October 19th, 2023, if the Supreme Court allows it. This is a good one. Um, and this is something that I think we could both agree on, that this was actually a positive step in the right direction from the Biden administration. We'll take any little positive crumbs we could get. Biden and men requires women to register for draft if they were born male. U.S. citizens or immigrants who were born male and changed their gender to female are still required to register. Individuals who are born female and changed their gender to male are not required to register, reads this uh, guidance on requirements from the Selective Service System. So that's good. I don't even know what a female is anymore, birthing person, yeah. whatever. So, so Leah Thomas, the, uh, the champion swimmer from Penn, needs to register for the Selective Service draft. Good. Put me in a foxhole with her. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Poland advises citizens in Belarus to leave the country. Biden promises Ukraine's Zelensky advanced air defense systems after Russian attacks earlier today. Russian, Russia at Zuckerberg's Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, to the list of terrorists and extremist media organizations, state media reports. Oh, well, I think we could agree with that one, too. Yes, uh, absolutely. Tulsi Gabbard says she's leaving the Democrats. Ex-Congresswoman who ran for president in 2020 says the party is controlled by an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who stoke anti-white racism and protect criminals. She was the gem of the Democratic Party not too long ago. Obama endorsed her the day she announced for office in Hawaii, and look what happened now. You, just, you go against the grain, and, and they will they will knives out. Long time coming. Amen to that. So does that mean she's going independent or Republican, Joe? I don't know. I like I like Tulsi. She had she has some WEF background, but I mean, I don't know if she's broken free of, of their spell or not, but she speaks a lot of truth now. I'm going to guess probably independent if, if you had to ask me. Greta Thunberg calls the possible shutdown of nuclear power plants in Germany a mistake. Oh, oh the our climate change activist. Oh, the child, the child that we've been listening to. Yes, the child. Oh. Yes. Uh, yeah, you think it was a mistake, Greta? EU Parliament member Rob Roos asked the Pfizer representative at a hearing if the mRNA vaccine was tested on preventing transmission at the time of introduction. The Pfizer representative laughed and says no, because they really had to move at the speed of science. The speed of the speed of that makes me mad. But imagine just finding out like today after he said that, that, wow, the COVID vaccines don't stop you from getting COVID. Yeah. Biden, Biden reevaluating relationship with Saudi Arabia after OPEC decision on oil output, the White House says. Sounds like a quid okay. pro quo to me. Quid yeah. pro quo to me. But what do I know? Right. 
the U.S. Supreme Court declines to decide whether fetuses are entitled to constitutional rights. Um, I would probably agree with that because rights come from God and not anyone else. Yeah. Ukraine Zelensky rules out talks with Putin and urges G7 nations to impose a tough price cap on Russian oil and gas exports. He also calls for an international monitoring mission on Belarus border, says Russia is trying to directly draw Belarus into this war. Okay. Unions in Germany demand a 10.5% wage increase for, for public sector employees due to high inflation. Still won't be enough. Still won't be enough. China will be declared an official threat in a new strategic review of Britain's enemies, the Sun reports. Okay. Uh, Elon Musk reportedly spoke to Putin before tweeting his proposal on how to end the war in Ukraine. Musk denies the report published by Vice magazine. Oh, Vice. Yeah. They're, they oh, talk about hard hitting journalism. <laughs> Biden, I quote, all my buddies either became a firefighter, a cop, or a priest. I wasn't qualified for any of them, so here I am. That, that's like the fifth time he, he's used that line. Hey, Joey, baby. He's, he, <laughs> shit, over and over again, every speech. Yeah. Um, White House monitors the, quote, rise of COVID, COVID sub-variants, unquote. That's all people want to hear about, right, as we head into election. Yeah. Uh, the election here in November in, in three weeks. Yeah, let's, let's monitor the rise of COVID sub-variants. Newsflash, people were done with this except the, uh, the far, far left. All right, the two best ones here. Canada, Alberta's new premier, Danielle Smith, on the unvaccinated. I quote, they have been the most discriminated against group that I've ever witnessed in my lifetime, unquote. Smith added she will fire Provincial Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dina Henshaw. Good. Good. I mean, I, I don't live in Canada, but I, I don't know too many people that regret not getting the shot. So, yeah, there's that. Mislav Kolakusic of the European Parliament. This is amazing, Joe. I don't know if you've probably seen this. I'm not sure if you have, but for our listeners, and I quote this guy, the purchase of 4.5 billion doses of the COVID-19 vaccine for 450 million European Union residents is the biggest corruption scandal in the history of mankind. What? No shit. What? They bought four and a half billion doses for 450 million people. That is unreal. That means you got to inject everyone like 30 fucking times. A human pincushion. <laughs> voodoo dolls of just COVID voodoo dolls. Today. What they want. Producer price inflation in the United States rises by 0.4% to 8.5% in September, more than expected as inflation persists. But we do have the Inflation Reduction Act, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Great job, Joe. He's done so much for us. Dear leader. What does the end of low interest rates mean for households? Allianz. The party is over. Global household wealth is on track for its first significant contraction since the great financial crisis of 2008, according to a report by Allianz. Um, all right. FDA grants emergency use authorization for updated mRNA booster injections in children as young as five. Oh, I thought the pandemic was over. The pandemic is over, according to uh, our president. So, uh, but hey, go get that booster for your kid that's five years old. Um, you know, that's very important that you do that so that you can protect them from COVID. Yeah. But it's, the pandemic, called treatment, by the way. Pandemic. it's called a treatment, not a vaccine, if it does that. Yeah, it's a treatment. Therapeutic. Um, therapeutic. But that's all we got. Uh, we need to wrap up. And uh, 
I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. It was a jam-packed episode. We'll be back uh, in a few days, I'm sure, as we, uh, we're going to hit on some election stuff. And uh, so we want to thank all of our listeners out there. Please share this out. And uh, Joe? Uh, thank you guys very much. We're going to leave you with a familiar uh, video of a familiar voice here. Hope you like the soundbite. You're going to vote Republican up and down the line. And as bad as things are today, if the radical Democrats keep their grip on the House and the Senate, your finances, your family, your community, and your country will never be able to recover. We're at a tipping point. This is right now a tipping point. And if we don't get it right, got to get out there November 8th. Got to get out there. And best to vote on Election Day. It's much harder for them to cheat that way. Just the place. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Thinking Logically.